So we are back for Bourbon Hunters podcast, and uh, I am joined by Tyler, who has uh, been super busy lately. He got a uh, new job or a promotion, I should say, so he got moved to a different location. And uh, he's also working on his floors, and he just took a ski trip or a snowboarding trip up into Michigan. So he has uh, been just a little bit busy lately, so that's why we had Mo sub in for the uh, last two episodes, which was actually just one sitting. So as uh, Tyler grabs a bottle of Blanton's here, that he... uh, Now, this isn't the bottle you just picked up in Michigan, right? Oh, you've already broken into it? No. Oh, I see. Gotcha. A little bit about both? I gotcha. Do a little comparison. So you're going to have two bottles of Blanton's open. All right, so we've got two bottles of Blanton's here. We've got his original first bottle ever of Blanton's, and then he just picked up a bottle of Blanton's in Michigan. These dogs can get right the fuck off right now. Yeah, we are. I'm going to take a picture of this, actually. They are sitting basically on top of us right now, like they've never seen people before. A little. We've got some guests in the studio. We've got Carl. And what's your other dog's name again? Aria. Aria. Helping us record our podcast today. We are down in the basement of uh, Doing a little unboxing. I've yeah. actually never, this is the first blends that I've got in the box. I don't really give a shit about the box. Some people do. Yeah, I think some people like to just have yeah. a collection of the box. Sure. But... Oh, and it's I got the bag wait. and the box. I've never gotten the bag or the box. I've gotten the little netting. That's yeah. all I've ever gotten. Same. Um, I'll probably keep this just because I think it's unique and, you know. The bag's cool. I like that. There's some things that, you know, you obviously look back and you like that your parents or grandparents held on to. So you're trying to question what you should hold on to. All right. Now Apparently got the I'm little... getting my leg bathed. Yeah. And now you're doing your single barrel select. Uh, I suck at these. You just pull them apart, man. Grab one on each side. Oh, yeah. It's so easy. No, you just one finger or one hand on. No, 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 no. That's not what you're supposed to do. All right. Well, it's already gone. You're supposed to grab a tab with each hand and then pull them toward each other. It's already going, dude. It's already going. So for those of you listening to the podcast, it's amateur hour here in the uh, Schaefer house. Is that live? Is that this is a Facebook live. live? No, but I was oh, going okay. no. uh, yeah, to put these on later. Fuck it. We're going live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a struggle. This is like entertainment right here. Yeah. Watching you get into the bottle. So what you letter, what letter so do you So this have? is the, the second N. It's not a colon N though? No, it is. Oh. I so you have the N with the colon. Yeah, which nice. I've... Judging by a lot of people's posts, I don't think it's that. They're all That's one of the distributed. Hard- oh, are they? Gotcha. I thought this one was a little bit harder to come by for some reason. Nope. If you go to when remember when we were at uh, Buffalo Trace, they oh, said they were they're all, all yeah. equally distributed. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah, you missed a lot of things. <laughs> Welcome. 
Welcome to another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. We are excited to have Tyler back with us in the studio this week after a brief hiatus due to life happening. This week we are joined by his two golden doodles who insist on laying on top of us as we record. Listen as we compare a store pick Blanton's to a regular Blanton's. Then we move on to do a tasting of 1792 as we move through a regular single barrel, a breaking bourbon barrel pick single barrel, then their bottle and bond expression, followed by their full proof release. We may even get into a barrel proof Elijah Craig pour at the end just to keep things moving. So pour yourself a bourbon and take a listen. Get a little cheers going on here. So you're going to do... As my hand is getting cleaned. So that's actually this one. This is the store pick. Okay. So you're going to taste that so one So we're first. doing it in reverse? Reverse. Uh, reverse. Okay. Oh, that's good. It's got a little bit of vanilla on the nose, I feel like. That's a... Let me see your phone. I love me some Blanton's, man. You know I take a picture? So while you're struggling with my phone. Sure. All right. So this is Blanton's. I've got the original opened one and you have a store pick, right? And what's, what's the store? Stadium Market in Ann Arbor. Okay. So that's different than where you got the 1792 stuff. The first set of 1792s. Yes. Um, That was, what was it? Tossy Sands, Tossy Sands Market. Yeah. And that was up in the top of the mid. Yep. It's up in uh, Petoskey. And there was actually a place, I don't remember the name, I stopped and on our way up there, and they had liquor, and they actually had a pretty nice selection, just nothing that was catching my mind, but I didn't know what I'd run into, and you know, I wanted drinks for when we got there, so I yeah. grabbed a bottle of Old Forester Statesman, which wow. I didn't have, so. Have you, did, did you open it? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. They, you know that was made for the movie, um, what's the movie, uh, it's called The Golden Circle, it was the sequel of... Um, Dirty Dancing? <laughs> yeah, Dirty Dancing. No, the one with uh, the English people that are the the, uh, Get the spies. Um, <sighs> damn it. James Bond? No, but close. It, <laughs> it's a little more... Uh, Jason little, Bourne? No, a little more modern uh, English. And it's... Uh, damn it, Golden Circle. And I'm not going to get a signal. What is that? Not? How am I not connected to your Wi-Fi? Ooh, ooh, um... Austin Powers. Oh, <laughs> like it just came out. Jesus, this dog. So you have Carl the King, yep. and then your 5G is Corral the King. Yeah. Guess who set that up? Probably Not you. me. Well, either Not way, me. you know that can be changed, right? Yeah. So it's The Kingsman is the movie. Oh, okay. So The Statesman is uh, was made for the movie The Kingsman, The Golden Circle. <sighs> And so they're drinking it all throughout, like the movie. It's it makes oh, an appearance Blanton's? in the movie. No, oh, so, Old Forester oh, Statesman. Okay. Keep up, man. Okay, <laughs> I know you're excited about your blends here. So what do you think? What 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 do you think of your blends? It's good. I'd like to compare it. Yeah. So let me. Uh, For some reason, it's almost like this one doesn't have as much of a vanilla taste to it than that one does. Well, 
we're going to stick to wearing glasses tonight. I've got a live fungus I ain't identified yet. <sighs> so uh, we are going to. Uh, You're going to cut that out. <laughs> what? The lip fungus? Yeah. No, I'll leave that on there. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I'm an open book, man. Open book. Even though I can't see you because Carl is now in the way. <laughs> this is going to be the the craziest recording because of Carl. Yeah, buddy. Oh, I, yeah, I lay you. down, buddy. Lay he's, down. Putting, he's putting his leg on me. I just read an article that said when a dog puts their paw on you, it means they love you. And it probably doesn't take much for a dog to love you. You just pet it in the right places. It's right on the back, right here. No different than men, really. Well, that's true. <laughs> I know when Trina pet me in the right place, she had me for life. <laughs> um... So, so I'm when gonna, you're finished, I'll pour you that. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna finish. Pour a little water in the glass. Drink it out. Oh, you brought a water bottle. So smart. I know. I did. It was. It was. Is smart. it distilled though? It's purified. Okay. Not distilled. Okay. Whatever. Um. So one of the cool things, how I got this bottle, um, buddy Travis, known from Michigan, um. He actually works at the stadium market. And I went in there, asked for Jen, and Victor was there. I believe Victor was the owner. Um, but they had quite a selection. Do you have my picture that I sent you? Yeah. Um, trying to think of what they had. Pull up the picture and we'll see. Yeah, I was looking at it. There was a decent amount of stuff there, to be honest. I was I was actually uh, pretty impressed with their selection. Um I don't know. Now it's secondary prices. Not, I mean, they weren't crazy. Yeah. Well, that's Michigan. Michigan has yeah. secondary prices. So, but what's crazier is they couldn't, they couldn't, they can't find Weller there. Right. Yeah. So and they that's sell pretty their, interesting. Their well, their Weller one hundred seven is ninety dollars. So they had Kentucky Owl. They had Booker's. They had the Kentucky Owl Rye. They had Woodford's uh, Chocolate Malt. They had Stag Junior Hancock Reserve. Um. They have some Peerless Rye, OCD, uh, Baker's, Knob Creek, which uh, was the cask strength rye whiskey. They had a few Whistle Pigs, Angel's Envy Finished Rye, and Angel's Envy Regular uh, Finished Bourbon, um, Basil Hayden, Old Forester 1910, yep. Sazerac Rye. That was priced well. I think that was 59 They had the Bottled and Bond 1792, which we're going to taste tonight. Um, the Bell Mead uh, Sour Mash Whiskey, the yep. very old Barton. They had a whole bunch of stuff at the bottom, like uh, that I haven't really heard of. Riddle, uh, Johnny Smoking Gun, Fox River, uh, Journey, Journeyman Distillery, uh, Detroit City Bourbon, and Detroit City Rye. They also had Traverse City, which is really tough to come by down here. Um, although I've seen it now twice at yeah. uh, Kroger for the last two weeks. So one of the other cool things is they had a number of store picks. Um, obviously I snagged their store pick on the blends, but I don't know how much they had of it. Um, and, but I do know that they are doing a, another store pick release, release in the fall and then potentially another one the following spring of blends. Yeah. Yeah. So that is planned for them in the future, a number of them, but they also had, uh, Elijah Craig, multiple cases of Buffalo trace store pick. It looked like multiple cases of Buffalo trace store pick. They had, um elijah craig barrel proof store pick and i they might have had one of their bullets be a store pick i i couldn't remember on the um the last one but that i found unique is a number of different ones and just really really nice people in general very helpful he talked about his process and how he's able to get some of his higher end bottles 
And did, you said something about how they're able to get their higher end bottles only if they also buy other yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. He, he kind of told me the process and, you know, what he's got to stock or so many. He didn't go into numbers or details, but, you know, not as many. Um, it also might be displays or countertop stuff that he has to have. So it gives you maybe just a little bit more empathy for store owners, you know, if they have secondary prices in Michigan, at least uh, because of the number of stuff that takes up their retail space that might not sell. Well, and, and they're forced to buy those things yeah. to be able to get the nice stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And a lot of that stuff, it just sits on, you know, counters <sighs> or shelves and other places that I've seen, which is really cool. Um, I don't know that I guess really cool is probably a little, uh, aggressive, but one of the things that I thought was really neat is some of the posts I've seen on some of the boards in Facebook. Yeah. They'll say a lot of times in some of those places that are like that, yeah. they'll make you buy a Wheatley vodka and a couple lower end, uh, bourbons yep. to be able to get access to those other ones. So like to get the, you know, the Pappy, you have to also buy three other yeah. bottles of something else. Yep. Um, and so, which, you know, that's, that's pretty cool, but yeah. that you at least get those things. And, and it, the one thing I will say is most people, if you're a truly a bourbon person, you'll buy some of that stuff yeah. just to get access to those things, which oh, is yeah. fine. Um, because I like trying all the different bourbons. I mean, I've got, I've got over 80 different bourbons in my different bourbons in my collection right now. Nice. And I'd say probably 15 of them are open, which you and I have talked in the past. I don't like to have bourbon. I'm not going to drink. Yeah. So right now I've got a crazy surplus of bourbons that I haven't even opened because I'm waiting. I've, I'd been waiting for you sure. to get back and do some recordings and tastings and stuff like that. Um, and unfortunately tonight I'm only going to open one of mine, <laughs> but I've got a whole bunch. So like, uh, I've got a, uh, breaking bourbon here, which is a single barrel 1792. Um, and I thought it'd be really cool if we, we did, cause you got me what a bottled and bond when you were in Michigan. Yes. And then you've got a foolproof 1792 and then you've got another single barrel. So I thought it'd be cool to do that single barrel up against this single barrel. Yep. And then you have a small batch also. So we've got, Which I mean, I potentially, love. we've got five 1792s we can do real quick tastings yep. of. So um, that's kind of cool. So I've got now this store pick of Blanton's in my glass. So the first Blanton's pick was was pretty consistent with all the Blanton's that yeah. I, I, and it was just a regular Blanton's, and it was pretty consistent with whatever I normally get from Blanton's. Um, so what'll be interesting now is to compare it to a store pick now. Um, which I've never had of a blends. So that's that'll be pretty cool here. So let me nose this real quick and see. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't get the vanilla right off the bat on the nose. So let me let me take a quick drink here. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't I don't get the vanilla at all. I do get yeah. maybe a little bit of a caramel and I get a little bit more of the oak taste, I think. Like, I feel like I'm getting a little bit more of the, the charred oak from the barrel than I normally do in the blends. Yeah. And I wonder why that is. I don't know. But what's the, uh, is the proof still the same? Is it still a 93? Yes. Okay. I wasn't yep. sure on the single barrels, like with a pick, if maybe they. Ooh, the stadium pick is 11, 14, 19. So was that the day that Michigan State lost to Ohio State this year? Or when was that? Actually, it might be. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. So this is good though. I mean, it's definitely, 
it's definitely got Blanton characteristics. Um, but I, I, you're right though. There's not nearly the vanilla is there, but it's, I feel like it's almost a secondary flavor as opposed to right in your face, like a regular blends. Um, but that's interesting. That's kind of neat that, you know, you think about Blanton's, you think about, um, the consistency for the most part. Now I've had, I've had some Blanton's variation of flavors, you know, they are single barrel. So that, that is bound to happen from time to time. Yep. I don't know what they do with barrels that come out that don't seem to fit their taste profile that they that they're going for, but I'll say that uh, for the most part it's pretty consistent for it being a single barrel program. You know the the blends at least what I've at least what I've experienced so far. Uh, this one is different for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good. I mean, it's it's still good. Like, so now I just had, and you know what? We did just open this, and it's true, we did. Get, getting a little bit of oxidation to it. Your other one's probably half empty. And how long has it been open? You've had it open for probably a month, right? Because mm, is that the one that? you got in? No, that's uh, a little Lexington? bit. No, that's that's the one that's out Sitting there. On the, okay. So yeah, this one it's maybe three months old. Okay, but how long has it been open since the? you know, probably the evening I got it. Okay. So it's, it's been open three months of oxidation plus it's half empty. Um, versus this, this new one. I feel like my second drink there after it had been sitting there for a minute, um, I could taste a little bit more. It felt like it opened up a little bit. So a little more of the ether probably kind of, you know, uh, dissipated off the top of it. Um, so maybe, maybe we revisit that again in a, you know, in a month and kind of oh, yeah. see if it has a little bit more of that typical Blanton uh, flavor. But good. I mean, I I could listen. I could drink Blantons all day long. I know you have. You get all those idiots on the board that anytime someone posts anything, you get ten people that say, "Oh, that sucks. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. oh that's a drain pour." That's that's my favorite when people call it a drain pour. I'm like, I've never had a bourbon that I couldn't at least mix. Yeah. Like that's when people say that's a drain pour. It's like, oh, let me hold my. Pinky oh yeah, up at the as end I of the day, I'll, I'm going to drink it all. Right, except for Jack Daniels. But you know <laughs> what? I mean, I'll drink Jack Daniels as a mixer, and some of the Jack Daniels, uh, you know, some of the Jack Daniels, their their brand runs deep. They've got some good uh, whiskey. I mean, their standard Jack Daniels is just whatever. That's college, you know, college stuff. You mix it. I with haven't Coke had their single or, barrel, which. Their single barrel is supposed to be pretty good. I haven't had it yet either, but they've got a ton of different things. I mean, a ton. So, I mean, honestly, I, Jack Daniels, I know it gets that and Jim Beam get a lot of... Uh, oh, I love Jim Beam. Standard or just like the other stuff, like the, the regular Jim Beam? Yep. Oh, fine. Whatever. When there's... Usually when I go to weddings, like Jim Beam or they'll, they'll maybe have some other stuff and I'll take Jim Beam all the time. So I did a uh, detective. It was like a dinner mystery thing. Yeah. And the only thing they had was Jack Daniels and Jim Beam. I drank it uh, just fine. I had no problem with it. Yeah. I mean, I will say it's not like when you've started having some of these other things and you've started tasting all these different bourbons, you go back to Jim Beam and you, you do feel like maybe it's missing a little bit of something. But it's still good. Yeah. I mean, I can drink it, no problem. Did I tell you about last night's uh, celeb pick by Jillian? No, you. So I saw online that you did yeah. like you had her pick you out of blind. Yeah. What did she? What did she do? So, but I wanted it of some specific bottles because that's what I was in the mood to drink. So, so you gave her like a few bottles to choose. So from, I gave her and she Henry McKenna ten. Okay. 
uh, Weller Reserve, and Eagle Rare. And then what? So you knew what the bottles Actually, were. You just didn't know which Hen- one was which. It wasn't Henry McKenna. It was Kentucky Spirit. They had Henry McKenna at uh, Kroger today, yeah. by the way. So it was those three bottles. One, because I hadn't opened the Weller Reserve. I hadn't opened the Eagle Rare. So I wanted it of something that was potentially new but i was actually in the mood for the kentucky spirit i so, like that kentucky spirit yeah man. it's great it is good it's great so now is that the one you had signed or is that the one you got from the store at the just the whi- just the one from uh sport whiskey this, one? yeah it was the store pick one which is which is great so she i ended up tasting it i'm like hmm it's light and i was like it's not kentucky spirit um, and it was really, really light. And I was like, huh, is this, so I was like, is this the Weller? And she's like, no, it's Eagle Rare, which, so I've only had Eagle Rare once and I've only had Weller Reserve once. Um, generally speaking, I can tell the Weller because it's a weeded bourbon. Yeah. Now that's not always true. I'm sure that I could get fooled, but like the Wellers, the Maker's Marks, those types of things I can generally tell. Yeah. Not always, but I can generally tell because they're weeded and I feel like I can pick them out a little bit quicker. That's I'm not good at this. We've talked about this on previous episodes, but that's one thing that I feel like I can pick out is when it's a weeded bourbon. Yeah. Now, I'm sure that someone would probably be able to fool me doing something. I, I hear You've all these... You've been fooled a lot. Let's be honest. <laughs> hey. Now, listen. I Trina, I was talking to her the other day, and we always go back and forth on different things, and, and I tried to make the case that, look, her decision-making skills have already been proven poor because she chose to marry me. Yeah. So, she's, so you do not want to take her opinion. Same thing with uh, Jillian. I'm like, she was, uh, who were we were talking to? It was Andy. And uh, Andy had a, she got a hinge. And so her and Jillian were like sitting there swiping. And so Andy's like, yes. And Jillian's like, really? Ew, that's a hard no for me. And I'm like, Jillian, you married me. So Andy, don't listen to her. <laughs> oh, what's a hinge? So it's just a dating site. Like Is that Bumble, like Tinder or something? Tinder, yeah. Okay. But probably a little bit more professional, maybe. Ew. They don't end it's up. It's like being the LinkedIn way. of dating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of which, have you been looking at all those things lately that have uh, the LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, uh, no, Tinder? No, no, no. You no. haven't seen oh, those? Oh, yes. I've seen those. I've seen those. So the original one was Dolly Parton. She, she sent out a, a tweet or an Instagram, I should say, that said, you know, make sure that your woman can do lots of things, basically. And it was a picture of her in all these different, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Tinder. And uh, and then it became a thing. So, like, all of a sudden, all these people started, like, in a day. And even Mike Tyson got into it. Did you see Mike Tyson's? Yeah, yeah. His was hilarious. And one of them was he's in his underwear, like, pouring water on, like, a tiger. Like, and that was his tender one. That, that <laughs> one was hilarious. So you're, you're even seeing some of the bourbon places do it, which is pretty funny. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, some of them are terrible. Some of them are really good and creative, but, uh, <laughs> your attention span is like a freaking no, gerbil. <laughs> Seriously. So anyway, um, so let's get into the 1792s. What did you think of the, uh, comparison here before we do wild? A lot of difference. Oh right? yeah, it was, it was I a mean, big this difference. This one has a huge note of, but I would say that the more I have it open, the more um, I get like a leathery taste with it as well as the vanilla. So I feel like the leathery notes a lot of times come from the barrel. Yeah, yeah, of course. And so that's that's but what I find as, interesting. But same as the um, a lot of the vanilla notes. 
Yeah, but I feel like the vanilla notes are from the from the immediate um, caramelization of the of the barrel. Yeah. So like, I feel like that's, that's one of I the mean. first things that comes into it, whereas the leathery notes are for how long. Yes. How long it sits in the barrel. Yeah. Yep. So let's take a quick break here. We're going to grab the seventeen ninety two. What the hell is that baby thing? I'm trying to get to a message. Why don't you turn off your volume? Don't put it on me. vibrate. Don't put it on vibrate. We are recording. Um. So. Yeah, let's do seventeen ninety two. We'll get the bottles out and uh, we'll go to a break and uh, come right back. I guess now's as good as time as any to talk about our sponsor, Unicorn Nation Apparel. We have come to a nice point in the episode to take a quick break and mention our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Unicorn Nation Apparel magical apparel for magical people check them out at www.unicornnationapparel.com they make a lot of custom shirts for small groups parties teams or whoever needs shirts they can do screen printing and vinyl pressing for athletic wear or outerwear check them out today that's good all right, so we are back from our break. We've got uh, some 1792s out here. We have a bottled and bond. We have two different single barrels. Is your single barrel a store pick, or is it just a regular single just barrel? Just a regular single barrel. And then we've got a foolproof, which I've not had the foolproof. I've not had the... Uh, I haven't had the single bond. barrel, bottled bond. I've had the small batch, and that's all I've ever had. So... At this point, this is new for me. All of these here are actually new for me. All right. So let's get into these. So let's try the regular single barrel first. And don't let me pour mine. You're pouring too heavy. Well, yeah. I, I realize now. <laughs> um, You want this one? Yeah. This is we'll mine. Start, yeah. We'll start with yours first. And then we'll get to mine right after that. And then we'll do the bottled and bond. So this is on yours what's the uh, proof on yours 98 proof 98 even 98.6 98.6 okay so um 98.6 proof single barrel 1792 and this is just the standard single barrel that you would buy in a store i actually really like this when i had it the other day definitely has a very interesting nose when we just came from the blends, which was a very vanilla type, uh, this is can't really place it. It's almost like a, almost like a licorice or a candy or something. Oh, that is that almost tastes like a Twizzler to me. What does that taste like to you? I don't know. Bourbon. There's not much of a finish, which is actually kind of nice. Um, well, that is really interesting. I've never had 1792 single barrel, so I, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, the finish is very short. It is, and it's but uh, it's got a little bit of spice to it, but it's but not a really good aftertaste, though. Yeah, I agree. And and uh, the taste for me immediately, I, I'm getting like a candy taste. I can see it. I can see it. And I, I wouldn't call it Twizzler, but it's almost like a Twizzler. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could drink that. No problem. Um, 
And uh, and again, I don't know what this is in Ohio, but this was $41 in Michigan. I think it's like a 30, 35 or 38 yeah. or something like that. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Small batches. Well, what you'll bucks. find, a lot of times with those single barrels, or, or I shouldn't say single barrels, a lot of times with those not as in demand bourbons, the, even the places that can sell, you know, at the uh, secondary type prices, they're usually closer to MSRP. Yeah. So some of the things that you showed me this weekend and you sent me prices, they were actually close to MSRP. And this is yeah. the bottled and bond was was uh, and a one number of, those. of people actually said that like they paid, you know, the MSRP on Stag might be like fifty nine or fifty something like that, or where it was for the most part priced, but um, at Stadium Market, I believe it was seventy nine. And what's the regular price for it? I want to say it was that was maybe, stag. You say yeah, fifty nine. I think it's in the fifties, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, anywhere from fifty to sixty. So I, you know, didn't think it was crazy. You know, you can't get it in Ohio, so it's really the price is what you're willing to pay. So I'd pour this now while we're sitting here talking, let it have a chance to breathe because we just popped the cork, so it's not uh, give it a chance to breathe for a second. Yours has already been opened, so. Yeah, so that taste is going to be totally different. Yeah, well, I mean, for one, it's a single barrel. They called this one Flavor Bomb. So let's just talk about this for a second here. So this is from Breaking Bourbon, uh, Bourbon Club. And they did a a single barrel select, and they called it Flavor Bomb. So uh, this is from Breaking Bourbon. And uh, when they did the tasting, they said it was out of three different samples. Um this one specifically stood out for its unique character. They're saying that uh, it was uh, 1792. You know, it's always kind of already known as a spicy bourbon because it's got a little bit of a higher rye mash bill. Um, but this one, they said, was an easy choice for them because it was just a little bit more. It just stood out. It was sweet on the palate, spicy during its finish, and it had a ton of depth and a ton of features that made it unique. So. Uh, we're going to taste that in just a second uh, once we give it a second to air out here. But So <laughs> while we're waiting on this, you told me for our next recording to ask you how Jillian ruined your guys' homemade ice cream. Oh, first off, it was still great ice cream, but... <laughs> He's only saying that because she so listens when to the Jillian, podcast. Let's start from the beginning. So when Jillian got me this ice cream maker she got me the ingredients to make oreo cookies and cream um i believe it was the same ingredients through their like recipe book well anyway um we didn't i guess basically timing on things we had going on like we didn't immediately make ice cream but i definitely dug into those oreos so i smoked those oreos like in like three days we're talking double stuff family size i probably smoked <laughs> oh, in three days geez. now this was before christmas right yeah i think so yeah i think so so you're, um, already, you're already letting your guard down a little anyway oh for sure guard's been let down for for a while since 1990 um anyway so i had one of my buddies dylan he sent me a christmas cookie recipe and for some reason when I, so i went to the store i really wanted to do it i went to the store and got some of the ingredients and what I thought we had like half and half at home uh, was really like whole milk or vice versa. (laughs) And so I got the same thing we already had to find out. So I come home 
and I was, you know, opened the fridge. I realized we had uh, half and half, and I actually needed whipping whipping cream. Um, and the other recipe called for whole milk, and this one didn't. It just called for whipping cream and whole milk, and the other one was whole milk and or uh, whipping cream and half and half. So when we went to go make it, Jillian was just like, no, we have to, here's this vanilla recipe. It matches some of the ingredients we have. We just have to do this. We have to do this recipe. And I said, no, we have the sugar cookie one. Like, we'll just improvise. We'll just combine both recipes. And she was just lost because, <laughs> so one recipe, the vanilla recipe called for, I believe it was uh, three quarters of a cup of granulated regular white sugar. Whereas the sugar cookie was half brown sugar, half um, half cup of brown sugar, half cup of regular sugar. And so, you know, when I was like, hey, we'll just combine. I was thinking like, take, like, we're going to basically take the sugar cookie recipe, but the things we don't have, we'll just pull from the others. Um, the other one, as needed, you know, you know, as, as needed. <laughs> so she takes... She she was just thinking in her head, I'm just gonna double it. So it's it, she ended up putting in there three quarters of a cup of regular and three quarters of a cup of brown sugar, literally just maxed sugar on this recipe. <laughs> um, she wasn't gonna put in the vanilla in it because you know she's like, no, it doesn't call for vanilla, and I'm like, we can still put it in there. Like it, yeah, we're you, we're, we're combining things. We're making here. our own thing now. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, there was a lot, a lot more sugar in that recipe, which definitely lengthened the freezing time. And so, when I thought it was like relatively done, it it really, really wasn't. Like you know, it needed to go for well over an hour because the, the amount of so sugar was it in just there. soupy, or is it just it real was soft just so it, it got it it was thick when when I took it out, but like in the process of like scooping it out, it softened quite a bit in the bowl, and I was like, "Fuck, what was the point?" Yeah, you know. And it took longer to harden. So instead of like what it, what what should have been like four four hours in the in the freezer, it literally needed to be a twenty four hour process of like refreezing it. So it made the making of the ice cream like a seventy two hour ordeal. That's funny. So so who and I was like, who would you say in your family, the two of you anyway, is the better cook? So I always put it this way. I think Jillian's a good cook and i'm a better chef so you can throw stuff together she can follow directions yes and that's how that's like you know i you know what's crazy is the opposite of trina and i she's the chef i'm the cook but she doesn't like to cook yeah so same as same as jillian so we get um home chef twice a week or we get two meals a week to us they're fantastic somehow jillian manages to follow directions of these meals way better than i do and they turn out perfect every single time and and mine turn out good but like the whole time it's just a shit show and for her it's just super easy she times everything well with you know it. what the funny but, thing is i did blue apron and i had it down i was so meticulous and and so like i'm a clean cook and trina yeah. is a so same hurricane. as me so we always use the, the whole kitchen that she's hurricane katrina yeah which Jillian's like how you use seven plates two <laughs> cutting boards a pot a pan a saucepan like what the hell did you make see for me so, i i put so much work into the prep of getting things organized and ready that once i start the process everything just goes yeah perfectly to plan so but if 
if you told me look in your cupboard to make a fantastic meal right now i would be able to piece things together to make something work really well unless and a I've lot made of it's it before time, i can't do that yeah. yeah so i can put i was like this sauce with this meat or this pasta this rice i can pair those things nicely just based off of you know being a being a shitty eater in college pays off when you just have <laughs> you got to make things work right no i hear you no that makes sense all right so now we're on to the second single barrel this one as i mentioned is the uh barrel pick from breaking bourbon way so, different finish way different finish huh well that's what it says in the notes that it's got a little more depth it's got a I will say the nose feels about the same. It feels a little candy-ish. It feels a little candy-ish on the nose, which is... Um, Quit looking at your bottle. Should I feel, you know... Violated right now? No, but should I feel like, uh, you know... what? What's the word when you feel uh, good about yourself? When the Because he's laying against me and he's licking himself? I don't know. Sexually harassed? I'm not harassed. I'm talking about like a compliment, you know? Like... Uh, should I be proud of myself that your dog's mm. over here leaning against me licking itself? I would not. I would not be proud okay. of yourself. All right. So here we go. Um, You're right. Yeah. So I, this does seem like a richer finish where the first one kind of disappeared after you swallowed it. This one seems to continue on. I haven't figured out what the flavors are. Right. But it does, hard to pinpoint. it does seem to, I mean, Flavor Bomb is what they named this thing. And that, that seems pretty accurate. Um, I would say that uh, I'm definitely getting a lot more complexity on this one. Sure. And the finish is, is where you're getting that complexity. I think on the initial, the front of the tongue, it, it feels very similar to the first one. But on the finish, it does seem to just keep going. Which is nice. I, I'm actually enjoying this. Jillian's being loud up there. Hey, you quiet down, woman. We won't. I'll be able to get her out in uh, in post. Don't worry. Oh, interesting. No, that's good. I like that. What do you think about this one? I like it. Um, but part of me, something of uh, the simplicity of yeah, mine, no. I like that too. But I like them different. both. They're just different bottles. They're, yeah, they're different. Which is crazy. You're like, how can the same bourbon, same, same mash bill, bill, everything, right? Be totally different. But it's cool. I mean, that's what's really cool about bourbon to me is- yeah. You know, you've got the same mash bill. I mean, look at look at uh, Buffalo Trace. They've got, I think, a total of like three mash bills in their whole place. Oh, yeah. And they make 19, 19 different things. 19 different things, yeah. So it's, I mean, and that includes like a Wheatley's, I think. That's but, uh, but still, I mean, that's to me, that's just crazy because you're not doing that much except for changing where things are storing in a rickhouse and, you know, maybe different floors, different uh, locations close to the edge, in the middle, whatever. And you're getting that much of a difference. Oh, yeah. and, and some of it's age. Some of it's, you know, just where it's being stored. It's just. So this one. So this one over here, the, the flavor bomb from Breaking Bourbon. I do feel like it, it's sticking with me. The finish is longer. For sure. Like I'm still feeling that one in yeah. the chest. So. <laughs> um, so the, the foolproof, I don't want to do that yet. Because I think that's the one we should do last. Yeah. So what's the. So that's 125, and you—that's not quite as. Actually, I'm gonna come back to it, so I might hold that hold that thought. But I like the Elijah Craig barrel proof that I have is 138 proof. I like that more than this full proof. 
Have you? So you've had this full? Yes, and it was. I had it compared to the the single single bear, and I was like, it kicks you in the chest. But so now we're going from the ninety eight point six to bottle and bond, which is a hundred proof. Yeah. So bottle bottle and bond is uh, always a hundred proof. Going up the ladder here. And is, what's what's that single barrel? That's a so that's same as yours. Yep. Ninety eight, ninety six point eight. Is that what yours was? Yeah. Yeah. Ninety eight point six. Sorry. Yeah, sure. Transposed it a little bit, but yeah. So it's ninety eight point six. They both are. Um, so we're not too much of a difference in proof here. We're up by one point four proof, which is only point seven on the uh, percentage. And I accidentally poured a little too much there. So is this my bottle? You say? Uh, yeah. If you're here Saturday, it's your bottle. I'll be. Well, it's your bottle regardless. But I'll be. It's whether or not I pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be here Saturday. Otherwise, you'll get a cash uh, deposit that day. <laughs> I get I get off of coaching and I just get a cash app. Yeah, thing from a <laughs> son of a bitch. Dude. Well, you'll see me on Saturday. You'll yeah. know when you see me on Saturday. You I'll, should you should help me though. Yeah. Well, is is Jillian going to be here? No, she won't be home till probably three or so. Okay. Well, maybe I'll send Trina's been itching to get out and do a little bit of shopping. Maybe she'll do that and then we'll reconvene together. Okay. It's our last day. Or it's our last Saturday of kind of like nothing. N- b- well, because we get our new dog next Friday. Ooh. So, you, oh, should, so you guys want to, we want to have a date. We want to go mm-hmm. out and enjoy ourselves. And Oh, you want a date night? Well, we want to do something by ourselves sure. because once we get the dog, it's only going to be eight weeks old. We've already oh, yeah. named her. So uh, that's two months right there worth of. Yeah. Yeah being basically not able to leave the house for more than a couple hours at a time. Um, but at the same time, I mean, we've already got her named. It's Bella and Banks. Banks is our older dog that'll be turning six in June. And then Bella is the new one. So, and it's a Red Fox Lab. We've never, ever gone maybe, through. Maybe, what the fuck is wrong Turn with off this? your damn volume, It man. is off. No, it isn't. Now it is. No, you, that's down, not off. Turn it, it off. Was, it was off. It would not do yes, that. Yes, it was. Shenanigans. I, this is a 7 plus. I declare shenanigans. That's old. I've had a 7 plus, and it worked just like yeah, any like other phone. Yeah, six years ago. Anyway. Probably. Um, maybe I could. T- we could talk her into... Um... Listen, as long as the night ends with just the two of us, oh. we might do something during the evening if you wanted to. Like the night as in like you're going to go... Like to dinner or something. I don't know. Is there anything going on this weekend? No, you could... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I was just thinking, you know what sounds like a good time? Top golf. We're doing that the weekend of February. Of uh, That's Stephanie. We're doing that for Stephanie's oh, birthday. Oh, are we? Yeah, yeah. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. So Sweet. We're no one there. told me. Thanks for the invite. It's in the mail, right? It's in the mail. You weren't invited for Stephanie's yet? No, oh. I was, but I didn't. wasn't invited to Top Golf. It hasn't been. I know it because I see AJ. Oh, uh, okay. He I'm hasn't, he hasn't pulled just, the trigger on it yet. He's still. just in the mail. It's out. I, I didn't check. You thing. were on the damn text message. Sure. Nice try, funny man. I even saw Jillian respond. Anyway, we are. People are sitting here listening to us talk about people. They have no idea who they are. So let's move on. All right. So we opened up the bottle and bond. This is great nose. So. I still get, so it's consistent. I still get the Twizzlery, and it's only 1.4. It's Appley. Yeah. That's what it is. You're right. Yep. It's still a little Twizzler. Apple, Perry. Pear. I think it's Pear. That's what I'm yes. getting. Yes. 
that's a, that's what it is. But I'm still getting like a little bit of almost like the regular strawberry Twizzler almost to sure. it. There's for some reason Twizzler stuck in my head, but yeah. you're right. It, I do catch. I was more of a chocolate hair. person. I don't like that stuff, but I but my kids do, and so I know what it smells like because it always smells. That's nice. Oh yeah, I could get down with that. This might become a daily for me. This is nice. Now the single barrel from the from the barrel pick, the breaking uh, bourbon. That's good. I could use that as a barrel or as a daily. This bottle and bond is uh, is nice too. It's a little bit more uh, of a finish. Oh yeah, but it's funny because and it's a good only of taste. But it's only point seven percent more alcohol. Yeah, that's interesting. Um. But it's but it's been bottled at least for four years because yeah. it's bottled and bond. I don't know what the length of the single barrel seventeen ninety two is. Um, a lot of these, especially some of these established brands, are bottled for longer than what's needed to be bottled and bond anyway. Yeah. Um. Like, what's the uh, what's the time on a blends? Isn't that like six years usually? <sighs> I think it's around six years. I don't know. No, this Eagle is good. Rare is ten years. Yeah, well, they had a 17-year that yep. was out for a minute, which I never saw. It's but, still out. Uh, it's I'm part not, of the Buffalo Antique Collection. The Eagle Rare 17? Yep. I didn't know it was part of the Antique. I thought they were different mm-hmm. ones. But I've seen it. I've seen Th- pictures of it. It's the um, Thomas Handy, Zazrak. It's the... Elmer? No, not part. LaRue? No. Yep. The Weller? William. LaRue Weller or whatever? Yep. Um, I don't know what the fourth and one is. I don't think Igor is one of them, man. No, it is. It is. I think we may have to do a uh, timeout for uh, internet verification. <laughs> and then also, um, stack. And there's only four of them. No, there's stack. But you already there's that's Eagle that's the Rare, fifth. Stag, Thomas Andy Sazerac, William Weller, Leroux. All right, we're going to go to the judges. We're going to go to the judges here. And that, by judges, I mean Google. (laughs) So, Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. All right, here we go. You ready? Yep. Are you sure you're ready? 100%. So, Eagle Rare, 17. Yep. Son of a you bitch. Douche. Sazerac, 18. George T. Stag. I didn't know the Sazerac was 18. That's Thomas Handy. Saz, uh, that's another. Uh, and then William LaRue. Yeah. William LaRue. Weather. I've heard a lot of people's favorite. Is so there's five. The I thought there was four. That's why I didn't realize. William LaRue. But I've seen the Eagle Rare 17 that looks like the regular Eagle Rare that doesn't look like. No, I'm, I've seen it. Are for you sure, sure it's not? 100% sure. Double Eagle Rare? No, I've seen the big ass bottle of Eagle no, Rare. No, no. It's called Double. I've seen an Eagle Rare 17 that's in the original regular packaging. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make you learn learn something. You gonna learn me you some gonna stuff? Learn you you some gonna learn stuff. me? As my wife would say, you're a bold face shit liar. <laughs> Can't bullshit a bullshitter. That's what I tell people. <laughs> bold face shit liar. When I see someone, I'm like, I'm like, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. Oh, so no, here, see, here we go. There it is, 17 in the regular Eagle Rare bottle. Yes, 
but I'm about to tell you something stupid. But they've got some really cool stuff, like with the eagle on the top as the cork. That's a cool one, I think. This so, is what I'm telling you. Anyway. No, listen to we're, this. We're uh, off the rails. Hey, for $35,000, you can have your double, your double eagle very rare. I'd probably have to buy two of those. To make for, it worth it? For 35000 Yeah, that's the one I was just looking at. That's a cool one. No, that's not the 17. That's no, the that's the one I was... I, I know, but I, I saw a picture said, of it. Like, nah, no, nah. I'm saying I just saw a picture of that. It was a really cool packaging. Wait, so you're wrong. Two different no, things. Two different things. Anywho, so this is the bottled and bond. I like it. I like it. I like, I like it, it a lot. So some of the places I listen to, they do uh, buy, bar, or pass. Other places give it a rating. Um, I don't know what our thing is yet. We haven't. We're only. It's only our sixth episode, so I don't really know what we should do from a rating Who system. Who do we want to have on next? I mean, we're we're bourbon hunters. Well, we're the next thing we're doing is probably the. Uh, um, we're going to go to Middle West Spirits and yeah. do an interview with them and, Ooh, and a tour. So I, I I couldn't finish my thought earlier, but if we if we ever go up to Stadium Markets for anything, whether it's their their next bland single barrel or whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that'd be a little bit of a road trip. That'd be like going the other direction. Yeah, that's like two and a half but hours, I, right? But when you go to Buffalo Trace, you go to nothing. When you go to up there, you're at least going to Ann Arbor or Detroit, which have Listen, fantastic food places. Or, Ann Arbor is a whore. Hey, <laughs> we can go to uh motor city gas which is a whiskey company so here are some of the things that i'd like to do i'd like to go to first off the buckhorn podcast wants to do a simulcast with us who's buckhorn so it's a combination of brandon martell yep. and randy nelson sure although i don't think they use their names on the podcast so i probably just <laughs> <laughs> just out the shit out of them um and then i think mo dingo wants to do some more recording yeah, so yeah. the weekend of the arnold I plan on doing ooh, two ooh. or three recordings with people in town. That's good because I will not be here for that's that. That's fine. You don't have to be. I'd like you to be here as many times as you can. But I might go to Holiday Valley. No, that's cool. Um, you bastard. You need to start inviting me on your ski trips because I like to snowboard. This is uh, other side of the family that's fine. shit show. Those people trip. love me. It is, but could you come down to that level? Uh, I'm married to Trina. That's fair. Trina's not that level. But the where she's from is Newark, Ohio. Yeah, and that is a shit show. Yeah, we're talking we're talking like daily twelve hour bingers. Oh, listen, I can hold my own. I was part of the initial puke and rally phase. I'm forty four <laughs> years old, man. So when I was at Ohio State, puke and rally was my generation. Like honestly, that's everyone had their thing. The seventies had their bell bottoms. The eighties had their crazy feathered hair and stuff like that. The 90s college people, besides their alternative music and independent films and stuff, they started the puke and rally. Just saying. All right. So I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, please do. The uh, so that's that's what I'd like to do. So we we've got a possible simulcast with uh, the Buckhorn podcast. Mo Dingo said he'd be available whenever we want. He uh, I don't know if you, I know you don't actually listen to our podcast, so you probably didn't listen yeah, to those I don't two like episodes. My voice, so. Yeah, but this was Mo's voice, and Mo oh, has okay. a buttery smooth, like, uh, he could be a phone sex operator if he wanted really? to be. Um, then, get that. Is that the foolproof? Yeah. I've got to finish my bottle of bomb first. Yeah. No, and it's then, Middle West Spirits, that's okay. a thing. Sure. We are going to this year, I haven't 
figured out when it's happening yet. We are going to do a barrel pick somewhere with one of these clubs. I'm paying into the tier to make sure that happens. Um, How many bottles can you get out of that? You can get, I think, three out, gotcha. of the, out of the out of the barrel pick. Yeah. Now you're allowed to bring a friend as well, and I don't know if they're also allowed to pick three. So I don't know if it's three total or three per person that helps with the barrel pick. I don't know. So um, we'll figure it out when it comes out. But I'd like to do some recordings while we're down there doing yes. some of that. I'd like to do another trip down to the Bourbon Trail this year. Yes. If we, uh, the other thing I want to do, I think it's called the Century Bar. It's in Dayton. It's picked as one of the best uh, bourbon bars in all of the United States. And my my nephew plays on the Dayton Flyers, so I'd like you and I during February to go out there to a game on a Saturday. Don't give me that shit. Saturday, uh, February is my literally like I don't have anything to do. But wait, right? So then, what's the problem? Because <laughs> it's the only month that I you don't have love anything basketball to do. and do, you love bourbon. So if you don't have anything to do. What else would you want to do than go watch a basketball game of an actual legitimate program this year? Dayton Flyers, they're ranked. Sure. They're a top 15 team right now, and maybe even the top 10. I think they were seven last I checked. Yeah. And then going to one of the best bourbon bars in America? That's true. Come on. Come on. Come on. (laughs) So. All right, finish your shit. All right, let me finish this up, and then we'll do the, uh, we'll do the, what is it, the foolproof? Yeah. And this is at 125 proof. Nice. So, I think so far, I have liked everything we've had tonight. Yeah. I'm not very discriminant when it comes to bourbon either, I've noticed. I, I haven't found very many Drinking's bourbons. Drinking. When we did that 13 days of bourbon over Christmas, I found three or four that I absolutely uh, and despised. And I still drank them. I drank them. I did not enjoy them, and I, I oh. was very vocal about how much I didn't like them. But I'd say of the 13, nine of them I found very drinkable and, and very good. Yeah. So I'll drink them all. All right. So here's my foolproof pour. Catch them. Gotta, gotta drink them all. Drink them all. Did you see my slow motion? Did you see my slow motion pour on Instagram the other day? (laughs) No. What? No. What the hell? Like, you are, for as young as you are, how do I social media better than you do? I don't get it. First off, I don't get it. It's a thing, man. I social media way better than you do. I, I, that's doubtful. It's not doubtful because in, let's say, in less than two months, I have 478 followers on our Bourbon Hunters uh, page. It's pretty good. 91 posts in less than two months. Yeah. And there'll be probably another three or four tonight when I get home and, and post some of the pictures from this recording. Just so you know. You should. You should let me know. I'm going to add your thing to my story. So anything you do, I just post the story so you don't get any leg up on me. So, all right, here we are with the foolproof 1792. Now, this isn't a store pick. This is just regular foolproof that you got from the... uh, Yep. Where did you get this? You got this up in Ann Arbor or you got this in uh, the Tice, whatever it was called, the place up Uh, in... uh, That's in Petoskey at uh, Tasty Sands Market. Okay, cool. All right. So, and, and I should mention that um, I don't remember his name, but their bourbon was on the left side of the counter, away from where everyone kind of checked out. And there was a guy; it looked like he might have been on his computer doing some inventory stuff. But he helped me out. And you know what's awesome is I've really seen that it's really not hard to get some information on bourbon if you just take thirty seconds and start talking to the person. Yeah, because they're like, so. Um, 
when we were in that bar in I Lexington. Don't know. Yeah, I so mean I, that was an example when we oh, were yeah. at Westport Whiskey and Wines. They were they're more than willing. Like I feel like they work there. Yeah. So that they can have yes. conversations with people about bourbon. So if you take a, now it's different when well, you go to a Kroger or a Johnny yeah, yeah. or something like but, that. Yes. But like, if you stop and think about it, especially at those places, like these people literally just sell bottles of booze. So if they can take some enjoyment out of their day to talk to someone and connect yes, and yes, whatever. Yeah. About what they do. They're probably like, oh yeah, here's this. So, so, so this guy starts talking to me and he actually, He's like, yeah, we actually get some some good bottles in the area occasionally because he said Julian Van Winkle actually had a place up there. I don't know the truth on that. Who now owns it in the family? Um, if he had it up on the the lake or whatever, the what is it, Michigan Lake part of the family, <laughs> Michigan yeah. Lake, yeah, Lake Michigan, Lake Michigan, Michigan Lake, same thing. I've heard it both ways. Yeah. <laughs> so. I shouldn't interrupt you because cool. you usually have to reboot yeah, every so time like, I do. Lord, let's. So what's funny, and, and I felt really bad today because I, I stopped by Kroger, but I was on a call. And Kroger's day is today, which is Thursday. The one, at least the one I went to today. Yeah. There's another one that's on a Wednesday that's in yeah, my town. I, I didn't tell you. Uh, well, let, let me finish this real quick. You tell. So I, I've been building up a pretty good relationship with the guy at the Kroger on Roberts Road. Sure. And you're I've, there every other day. I'm there every Thursday just to see what they have. I haven't bought anything from there in the last month. He's probably like, guy, just buy no, but, something but the already. guy is talking to me nonstop and he's really super nice. I feel like he's one of those guys like you just talked about. He wants to connect. I felt so bad today because I was on a call and I was talking when I walked in and I think he kind of pepped up when he saw me and he thought I was talking to him. Oh my <laughs> and so God. And then he comes over and he's like, oh yeah, we got blah, 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 blah. And I'm, I'm like, you know, I pointed at my phone and and gave him like the he little just, sorry. His soul just left it his did, body. It did. Like he, it like, honestly went from like you know when someone's excited to see you, yeah, and then all of a sudden like you don't show the same, you don't reciprocate it the same sure, way, and sure, then they sure. kind of deflate. That's what it was, and I felt yeah. so bad because I've been building this relationship with him over the last you know month or so, where I've just been going in and just talking bourbon with him. And it's weird because most of the places I go to, they put their bourbon out at nine a.m. They get it the, yeah. the day before and they hold it. And then they put it out at 9 a.m. This Kroger is weird. They put out like their big, big, big stuff right away at 9 a.m. Yeah. So they had Henry McKenna 10-year bottle sure. of bond out at 9 a.m. this morning. And then throughout the day, they're it's just- It's like a re-release. Well, it's not even that. They just they're are bringing saying, it out as yeah. as it's as they're getting to it, basically. Yeah. So they'll bring out like a, a, a case or two of whatever the big things. It's like they had Stag Jr. the other day, Ooh. and but they put it out at 9.00. I don't usually go there till 1130 or noon because I know that's when they get to the rest of their stuff. And what I found is some really is nice that's stuff. the place that sets their alcohol on the floor and the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I haven't seen that. So what's really cool is, th so they're starting to get some of the stuff that isn't, I wouldn't say as allocated as some of the other things, but they're getting things that a lot of people who, who don't necessarily really follow the industry know about. Like yeah. they're getting, they got Traverse City the last couple of weeks. And that's a big one right now. People don't 
Like it's Henry a big McKenna one. Henry McKenna 10. The Henry McKenna 10 was big and people were there. And when I got there at 1130, there was only one left, but they've got, they've had Traverse city out for like two or three days. Yeah. And then they have, uh, they had a red door finished in Pinot barrels. They had, um, heaven's door. They had uh, a whole bunch of Weller special reserve, the green. Yeah. Um, they had, uh, and the Western distilleries bucks, $22 for that. You, you know, it's like, no matter what, it's not going to say at that. Yeah. Let's but it's see. funny because, in Kroger, half the time it's on the shelf. Do you know that? So I, I told you the the Antique 107 sells in Michigan for $90. It's like 55 here. And it, 50. earlier this year, it was 35 Yeah. So just. It's yeah. just crazy. And you have both versions. You have the screw top and the cork version. Yeah. So the, yeah. the screw top you bought for $30, the cork version you bought for $50. Yeah. And that's that's just absurd that in one year, because of how popular it's gotten, it's gone up in twenty dollars just as MSRP. You know, that's yep. that's nuts. They just added a cork. <laughs> they added a cork and fancied it up a little bit. I mean, that's really all they did. It's a. It looks like it's a little bit of a taller bottle. Sure. And like the the dimensions are still the same, but the the shapes happen a little higher than they do on the other yeah. the old bottle. Yep. So the bottle got upgraded a little bit. So that's I mean that's something I guess. Sure. But what's interesting is like the Weller Special Reserve. It's twenty two dollars, and you can't even get it in Michigan. Like you went to Michigan, they had the Michigan. What they have the twelve year or the foolproof? The twelve year, right? He said they got some of the foolproof throughout the year, and but they had the twelve proof, the twelve year in. No, I thought you said they had the twelve year for one hundred and fifty or something like that. No, he's he sold some of his foolproofs for one fifty throughout the year. Um. All right, so I'm I'm hitting this foolproof. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. You interrupted me. I did interrupt you. I did. Well, actually, you interrupted me. I interrupted you. I interrupted you while you were interrupting me. Yes. To get my point out. (laughs) We were talking about Kroger and getting to know that guy that I was talking about. Yes. Did that help Um, you? No. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. (laughs) I like how you were about to act like it reminded you of something. You were about to move on and and start talking Um, like it was. No, but that guy guy was super nice. I was... I was going to say on a completely unrelated note, something business-wise at business, uh, a guy from a like across the country um, messaged me, asked me about something, and his last name was Van Winkle, and I'm like, like he messaged me, asked me a question, and then said, never mind, found it. But I was like, by any chance, are you related to Julian Van Winkle? And he goes, no, but my brothers have a couple body- bottles. <laughs> So he's like, my brother has a 20 and 23 year. And I was like, oh, wow. Cool. Nice. But I was like, that is a, I mean, Van Winkle is not like a, a super a, common name. Yeah. At least it doesn't seem to be in the United States anyway. Yeah. So I was like, that's, that's, what are the chances here? Right. Yeah. You may as well ask. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he might, was he from Kentucky? No. You know what I find really interesting? And yeah. this is a tangent, but uh, at the gym, that I owned the, you know, endeavor we have. So we did that 13 days of bourbon and most of the people were part of the gym that did that. And what I've found from that, and I didn't know this because you and I have kind of really gotten into bourbon together and we've been just chasing bourbon and whatever started this whole podcast, whatever. But I didn't know, like, it's funny because I see all these people every day Yeah, and I didn't know that these people were into bourbon. So and like a lot of them. Like, yeah, it, they were coming out of the woodwork, woodwork. But now that we did this 13 days of bourbon, every day I have a conversation with someone at the gym yeah. about bourbon. Nice. And it's like, you know, Andrew Corkle or yes. Corsell, I should say. Yep. 
And his wife is really into bourbon. That's awesome. And Andrew's getting into bourbon. I've talked to him about possibly when Brylon graduates, making me like a, a bourbon area yeah. for the room that he uses as his game room now. I wanted to have like a tasting room and like a, a big bar type area that's not really a bar, but like more like a hutch or something. Yeah. And made with some barrels or something, kind of like what we saw at Wild Turkey. You have to do a wall. I really think you should do I a know. wall. The, like I want it to be a build-in though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I agree with some lighting built yeah. into it and then have like a table, like that could be a poker table and like a tasting table type of thing or something. What, what I don't know is if I want to leave this built like, because he's, I can he's always pointing, he's pointing to his uh, yeah. we we've shown it on uh, Bourbon Hunter's Instagram, but sure. it's he's pointing to his uh, bourbon shelves that he yeah. bought off of what and Wayfair I, Wayfair yeah yeah um, and they're fantastic looks great you know how many mm. people I've seen with the same exact shelves as you really and I feel like it's happened after you did it and you posted it on a couple no way I'm be, I'm being dead serious because I, I, a lot of people have commented like this is just what i was looking for right and i've started to see them pop up you know what's funny is i'm using kitchen cabinet shelves yeah and i've got so many bourbons on one of them that it's bowing uh the no middle way. shelf is bowing yeah it's like oh, i shit. tried to put those towards the back um and space them pretty evenly but what i would like to do is eventually um either paint that or make that like kind of like a a, a different wall and put just a live edge piece yeah. right there. So you can have some shelving to sit above and it. And drink, maybe? Yeah. So you can put some two or three stools there. That way they can turn around and watch TV. You know, you, you know, should the do, site, you should do a, uh, you know, the, have you But sit, there's not enough room. So I have to choose one or the other. No, I think. Right. That's what I, th I agree. But have you been to my basement recently? Yes. We, yes. You know how we have that bar yes. behind the, it's not a bar, but it's like a bar table. Yeah. And it's behind the couch. It's like a couch height yeah. bar table. I love that because people can sit there, watch TV if you want, yeah. but we can also treat it like a little drinking area. And that's, that's my issue right now is I'm trying to decide whether I just complete that room as my bourbon room sure. or take Brylan's room so, and use it as a bourbon room or a workout room uh, or something like that, uh, uh, like so a Peloton or something. Here's my thought on finishing this room. Here's my thought. Eventually- This isn't good radio, by the way. This is- Oh, it is. Well, but no one knows what you're pointing at. Sure, sure. <laughs> eventually i'd like to take this tv down you, you should maybe. just mount it on the wall no what i should do is get a straight down from the a beam, projector a projector because dude on the auction site there's 100 inch projectors all the brand new listen, all the time listen you and can, would hang you can right buy there a, and a really cheap 1080p projector now and then the uh, I could even paint that white with, with TV. The, well, they have TV. the glass bead uh, yes. paint, paint that you yep. can buy. That's projector paint. Yep. And you can just paint that wall. Yep. Sure. So the but other if you're thing that actually trying to have kids right now, that's another. You might they're gonna crayon on it. They're gonna do stupid stuff. It'll be tough. Uh, it it's going to your life's going to change, man. Yeah. You know what's crazy is because I never understood my dad growing up about the how he would just find certain things that we did like infuriating. Oh yeah. Oh no. You know and, for sure now that you're an owner of oh, a house. Oh yeah. Oh now. Oh, Trust like, me. I mean, my dad. Still, my want... dad still has a lot more OCD around cleanliness in the house. Sure. Like, sure. Like my dad will just randomly he'll be like, you know what? The other day I felt like just painting the the doors and touching them up in the house. I'm like, who does that unless they're just destroyed? Listen, but you probably destroyed them. <laughs> yeah well no 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 no. well here's an example like trina and i this is the stupid crap we have to deal with all the time we just put in a nice little barn door to separate our basement from our first floor yeah you've seen it yep um and it's nice 
Well, there's a little track that sits on the floor to keep it from swaying back and forth at the bottom because it just basically hangs off of a track yeah. at the top, like a cast iron track. And of course, we're playing softball one day. I think you were there the day it happened. And my dumbass kid and his friends are chasing each other, playing a grab ass up and down the house, up and grab down the stairs. Ass. That's, that's such a dad ass name. <laughs> <laughs> and they had the barn door closed from the basement side they're running up the stairs and slam into the barn door and break the track oh my god and so and now ever since too. yeah and ever since the thing just sways back and forth and it's a pain in the ass yeah like and that's the thing like you when you have kids below a certain age you just can't have nice yes. things so and that's a hard thing for trina to, to like reconcile in her brain is that she wants all this nice stuff in our house and i'm like you gotta just wait be patient Wait till the dumbasses are out of the house. No yeah. offense to Brylan if you're listening, but wait till they're out of the house because anything you buy that's nice just gets ruined. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't even have kids. And hey, real quick, have we talked about this foolproof yet? No. No, okay. it's there's a lot to it. Let's, yeah. Oh, his wife brought him this? some food. That is so stinking nice. These uh, were in the freezer? Like a pizza sub? Holy cow. Oh, French bread pizzas are the tits. Yeah, all right. Thanks, Fair babe. Enough. Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> I'll probably let these cool down quite yeah, a bit. I, would. I want to drink something else. So I'm still getting like the I'm it's, still getting the candy kind of nose, the Twizzlery ton, it but it seems uh, which is, is this is interesting because it's foolproof. It feels like it's less. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know what's funny is I say punch me in the face. I say foolproof, and I feel like I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable because foolproof to make to me sounds like f o o l proof, like foolproof. You know what? Versus foolproof. This, although it's still probably at least who knows thirteen percent or thirteen proof lighter than the Elijah Craig I have. It's way lighter. Lighter tasting, you mean? Um, or like no, on the, the mouthfeel? Yeah, what do you the mouthfeel is actually lighter. Because that Elijah Craig is like syrup. The well, goddamn it's syrup. heavy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, yeah. that's the problem. In my opinion, the higher, if you go too high, for one, I feel like it does two things. I feel like it burns out your taste buds. Yeah. So that when you go down to like a 90 proof, you, you feel like you're just drinking more of a watered down bourbon. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I can drink too much of foolproof anything, barrel proof, whatever. Like once in a while, it's great. And I get why people add some water to it every once in a while, just so they're not like, I don't know. It, it, I just feel like it can definitely mess with your taste buds. Um, I've never had the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, by the way, if you were thinking of something. I mean, we've gone up in the, the alcohol percentage, so we might as well. get Dog I is. I will your <laughs> fucking ass. He's like, look, I was just smelling it. It's sitting right in front of me, and you're not yeah. eating it. Um. Carl, his dog, is making an attempt at hey, uh, his pizza. Complete side note, but I just remember because you interrupted me. So not only Passive with the project aggressive. projector, yeah, Jillian is being a little. Uh, she's putting some pushback on this, but what I think would complete is right there. I need a nine foot shuffleboard table. Is that what they call it? A shuffleboard table. Yep, little, little you slide them on the side. No, that'd be cool. Yep, and then maybe on the left side you could put a, uh, a dartboard. So you have a dartboard, you have a shuffleboard table. Does your wife bourbon, like either of those activities? Yeah, I think shuffleboard, like generally everyone loves it, or skee ball. Yeah. So right now Carl is laying with his head on my shoulder. 
he's not going to get the picture in time, I don't think. Do this. No. No, I got it. Oh, but. well. That's all right. Carl is just a big teddy bear, man. He just, uh, he's a lover, not a fighter. So send me that when you get yeah. a chance. That's a good picture. So, all right, let's do the Elijah Craig real quick. And all then right. we'll have to wrap this up. I've got about, yeah. <laughs> she told me to double wrap it. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't let my fucking dog touch this. I'm not. I got him right here. He's pointing to his pizza, by the way. So he's uh, going over to his little storage location, which I'll post that again tonight. Um, I'll post a picture of that again. But uh, basically, he's got some Wayfair shelves that he's made into a nice little bourbon storage thing. And it's already, it's only a month old and it's already needing dusted. This is definitely going to have to be my last little pour of the evening. So before we pour the Elijah Craig, let's do a real quick recap. We've done a store pick Blanton's and a regular Blanton's. And um, Tyler hasn't put his headphones back on, but I'm going to say real quick on the store pick Blanton's and the regular Blanton's that the, I prefer, I think the regular Blanton's, I, I, something about the vanilla notes I really like yes. that, that was missing in the store pick. But, but the store pick, we might need some time. Yeah, no, I, I think we re, re revisit it because your other one had been open for a month or three. Yeah. Although I like the regular one, I, I don't say I dislike the regular, the, the store pick blends. It's just different. Yeah, it's definitely different. I liked them both. I, I would not be upset by either bottle, but I think I like the regular Blanton's um, better. <sighs> There's something about that vanilla that I've come to like in the Blanton's. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the 1792s. What would you say was your favorite of all of those? I think of the two single barrels, the I liked them both a lot, but I liked my flavor bomb from Breaking Bourbon better. I liked the... I know you like the simplicity of the yes. of the other. And I actually really, really liked the Bottled and Bond the most. The Bottled and Bond was really good. Yes. Um, but I will say the flavor bomb <sighs> is... I, I see why they called Not it that. Not a huge fan of the foolproof. I don't know. It's just... I think if you had a little bit of water to it. Sure. But then at that point, you're thinking, well, why not just buy the bottled and bond or buy the single barrel? Right. Exactly. But. Well, uh, single barrel could be completely different. Sure. Sure. And and with single barrels, as expected, you might get a, a variation from bottle to bottle if they're yeah. not from the same barrel. Um, so that's definitely, a, you know, a possibility as well. You're probably going to get a little bit more of your. Uh, I mean, I guess bottled and bond can be different from because they have to be made from the same batch. It doesn't have to be single barrel, but it has to be from the same batch or the same season. Sure. Um, but it, it, they do seem between all of these so far, the regular single barrel, the uh, barrel pick single barrel, the bottled and bond, and the foolproof. I still feel like, or the foolproof, I still feel like they are very similar on the nose. Very similar on the front of the tongue, and the difference between them is the finish. Sure. And that complexity that happens on uh, the bottled and bond on the finish is different, I think. And then the foolproof definitely has a little bit more of a kick in the chest, but not crazy. Uh, yeah, to me, it was heavy. So now we're about to... But I would buy any one of these. I, I wouldn't oh, yeah, be upset. Oh, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. I, if they were at a bar, I wouldn't be upset by paying for any of these and it uh at a regular retail i wouldn't be upset either so now we're doing the barrel proof elijah craig what's the uh what's the proof on this one 
It is. It's actually uh You said one thirty or something? Batch C nine one nine. I know uh on those people like to to know the batch and it's hundred and thirty six point eight proof. One thirty six point so, eight, jeez. Sixty eight point four percent. Yep. So that's high. I mean it it can only be what, one forty? That's the I th- maximum? I don't know. Under it's, it's right in there somewhere. So yeah, let's try it. The nose on it's fantastic. Is it? Yeah. No, that's that's nice. What are you picking up? Anything? I'm uh, my aliens. nose is terrible, by the way. Al- aliens. 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 I'm yeah. Up aliens. I can't tell what I'm picking up, but I do like the nose. It's pleasant. That's so. Right now, my nose generally is pleasant or unpleasant (laughs) (laughs) like i will say though from the from the blantons i was able to pick up the vanilla on the nose from the 1792 i was able to pick up like a candy side it you're gonna you're gonna like that you're gonna like it a lot all right says the guy that uh really enjoyed the uh cleveland underground (laughs) (laughs) let me uh take a taste now definitely taste the proof but it's got a good flavor but it's got it's not, such it's, a good flavor for the fact that it's a hundred yeah for as strong proof. as it is it still has a really good flavor profile you're right i'm not sure what it is yet but i do i definitely like it it's not long and that's what's that's really what she said. the finish is not long which is really 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 unique for having such a high proof Usually the full proofs, barrel proofs, that stuff kicks you in the chest, and this really doesn't. Like you can taste the high alcohol percentage, but you can't quite. <laughs> what is? I'm sorry. What is your other dog's name? Aria. Aria. Carl and Aria. Carl. Carl and Aria. For whatever reason, Aria likes me, even though I can't remember her name. And Carl is just like literally made me made me his pillow yes <laughs> he is a uh 60 pound lap dog is he 60 pounds that's it yeah he seems bigger look than at that. that but his head is probably like 30 pounds of that oh yeah his where's head my, is humongous where's my phone i have no idea but, but you know you, you know what I, you want to know the funny thing is is when he is wet hey oh <laughs> you're a fucking pervert <laughs> i'm not you're the one who said so it. when he is wet Here. from a bath or something he legitimately looks like a rat. His head is so small. But his puffy hair. Yes. Lay down. Lay down, buddy. Push his, push his head down. All right. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a sucker. That's so funny. He is such a big cuddle bear. Like, you can't see this. I'll, I will post some pictures, but this is ridiculous how much he's just laying on top yeah. of me. Her, too. She's getting separation anxiety to the T. Does she have separation oh, anxiety? Oh, yes. I had a dog, Fletcher, that had separation anxiety, and it was horrible because he would fling. You put him in his crate, and as soon as you left the house, you'd be gone for 10 minutes and come in, and I was trying to crate train him, and 
he would fling poo out of his uh, he'd poop in his, <laughs> in his crate and fling it out the out, because he would, didn't like it being in there you know they don't like to poop in their yeah. crates and he would fling it out all over the house just to get it out of his crate and because he had separation anxiety the poop wasn't usually solid it was more of a liquidy and he just kicked the oh, shit oh he just fling everywhere. it oh you come There's out shit everywhere like you almost just and it was horrible because you didn't know what to do like you felt so bad for him he's got an open mouth let me take a picture <laughs> Oh, shoot. So we're coming down here. I think we need to wrap this up here shortly. But uh, you just pick the, you hit the, I don't know. All you have to do is hit the, um, holy freaking pictures, man. (laughs) You jackass. (laughs) You're such a dick. So when you're in this mode, you just press the camera at the bottom right. Sorry with your iPhone 10. You just press the camera and then it opens up the camera. You don't have to unlock it. That's why you can do a whole bunch of dick pics on people's phones. They don't know that. That's a good cover cover photo. <laughs> if it was my dog. No. Um, so, so I, w- <laughs> I will say that I do like this Elijah Craig, but. Oh, there's no buts. There's plenty of buts. No, it's fantastic. Make me look skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the iPhone has that feature. Does that have a slimming feature? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, no, I, I really like it. No, this is good. I had Elijah Craig for the first time the other night. I posted it on the grams and I really enjoyed it. It was only a 94 proof, but it was good. It was smooth, uh, balanced, I should say. Sorry. Smooth is not the word people want to use anymore. Uh, but it was balanced and it had a it had a nice finish, not crazy. It was just a nice drinking bourbon. I could drink it all the time if I wanted to. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. It was the first time I'd ever had an Elijah Craig. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I still can't figure out what I'm tasting in this, though. I do like the nose. Again, like I said, it's pleasant. I'm not picking up any individual things. Are you picking anything up from it? It's not. It's a it's little sweet, but yeah. It's all gone. All right. That was him telling me to hurry up. But I definitely taste the alcohol. It is strong, but it's not a strong to the point where I couldn't just sit there and drink it. I the problem with that one is, is I could drink it, and the next thing you know, I've had three of them, and I'd be hammered. That's the problem with that because it does go down pretty easy. Yeah. Yep. You add ice to that too, and it becomes maple syrup. Really, like the 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 texture of it. Really, yes. Interesting. I I haven't had anything minus New Year's for the last six months. I don't think I've had a bourbon other than straight or a neat. Yeah. Um, New Year's, I smuggled some bourbon into our New Year's uh, bar that we went to. Nice. And uh, I was from that thirteen days of bourbon. We had all those vials. Yeah. So I just smuggled a whole bunch of bourbon in because bourbon at a rest, at a bar is just so expensive. Yeah. And um, although pins, I like pins. They have a good. Selection. I like pins, but they're still expensive too. Really? I mean, when you get an old fashioned there, you're paying like fifteen dollars. You know what? Here's an idea. You know what we need to do? To do? We need to go to Lizardville. Is that the one on Polaris? Yes. And take our podcast stuff there. I want to do that. I want to go to Prohibition. Sure. My buddy somehow knows the owner there. We should go to the one your friend knows. One of my employees. She works there. Lizardville? 
No. What? Uh, oh, prohibition. prohibition. And then we should also go to uh, Zeno's or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. And do. I mean, honestly, that's what I want to do. I want to interview some bar, like bartenders, some people that do yeah. the sourcing stuff like yeah. that. You know the owner of Zeno's, right? Or at least co-owner or something. Yeah. Um, a buddy of mine knows the owner of Prohibition. I I want to start getting some of these things uh, recorded. Some of these conversations with some of these people in the industry and it's from a different take like a lot of these podcasts do distillers i want to do distillers but at the same time i also want to get people on the buying side of things sure they're trying to source their bourbon for their restaurant for their bar whatever and just kind of get their you know conversations yeah. into what they have to I go ha- through i haven't been to prohibition in a while the only thing i remember I believe it was the owner, but he was super nice. He actually had a bottle of birthday bourbon. Uh, it was his own personal bottle. So he said, hey, if you want a shot out of it, it's $20 because it's my own personal It's reasonable, one. though. Sure. At the time, I wasn't very, I was very, very young into bourbon drinking. So I was like, 20 bucks for a drink. Right. Like, uh, listen, I'm still now, like that. Now, I'd be like, sure. Especially, it's, it's, it's his so, personal bottle. No, I get that. I was at the airport on the way back from Miami and they had, it was a really good bourbon bar. I posted a picture on Instagram of the, of the bourbon menu yep. and they had widow Jane, which I'd never had before. Yeah. And they had, um, what was the other thing that I ended up having? I think it was basically the, uh, four rows, of single barrel. Sure. And the four rows, of single barrel was like $8 a pour. Yep. And the lady gave me a double. So it was like $16 for a double. So it was, and it was a nice, we had been talking and she was super nice. And and I was with a group of people from my work. So she was real friendly to us. And she gave us 16, like $16. The poor was probably like a three poor. Gotcha. And then the widow Jane, she gave me, it was a $20 poor and single barrel four roses in my opinion. And I'm not trying to, upset anyone but i thought the widow jane was not nearly as good as the four rows a single barrel sure. and so it's twice it was almost like 2.5 you know more expensive times more expensive and it was not as good and it's funny because a lot of that widow jane has this thing this little i don't it's not a stigma but it has this thing about it right now that people are trying to find it people are trying to get it you know there's a little bit of um you know uh I don't know what you want to call scarcity it. Scarcity buzz? Not as much scarcity, but it's, um, they have, they've claimed that they do some of this stuff from the waters that are, you know, right nearby, but then it was found out that they do some sourcing and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's a little bit of, uh, you know, the sourcing. That's, uh, that'll get you. Well, but sourcing's, everyone yeah. does it. I mean, to some extent, sure. Even some of the other places, like when Heaven Hill had their fire a couple of years ago, they sourced from some of the other places in Kentucky. And everyone stepped up and and helped them out, even yeah. though they had a fire and they could have been like, "Screw that, we'll get rid of the competition." They helped them out and sourced to them sure. with their mash bill. That's yep. a that's pretty stinking cool. Um, but there's that whole idea inside of the bourbon industry of like you know rising tides, you know raise all ships or ty- you know that type of thing, yeah. where they all kind of you know benefit from oh yeah the the bourbon industry having success. They all benefit. You can you can pretty much uh, I wouldn't say like obviously there's some more established stuff but I mean if you're a distiller right now like you have to be jamming you have to be jamming tell me what to do I agree um, and it's funny because like I listen to a couple other podcasts and and they talk about 
they talk to these other distillers and stuff and and the stuff that they're going through right now like you know there's a couple of different ways to enter the market and one of which is to source so that you have bourbon immediately the other way is to offer vodka and gin right away and let your bourbon yes you know age and then they come out you know if two to four years later with some with some bourbons after they've been selling gin and vodka for a few years um and that's kind of i think like castle and key for example i think they did gin and, and vodka um and they're about to start releasing bourbon here in the next year or so but they don't have any bourbon at this at this point yeah. um you know other places do the same thing i i don't know this for sure but like here in columbus there's high bank distillery and i know that they had gin i don't remember if they had vodka i think they did um, and then they're slowly starting to introduce some different whiskeys and things like that. After they age a little bit. Yeah, after they've had a chance to age. And I, so if you time it correctly and you and you plan correctly, I think you can easily do it the right way, which I feel like is being patient. Yeah. And letting yourself, you know, if you're trying to not source and you're trying to do it yourself and distill it yourself, then I feel like if you're patient, you know, you start with the vodka, you start with the gin, and then you come out in three or four years with some actual bourbon or some whiskey or whatever you're trying to do. We start that, by the way. Yeah, oh, let's just start distilling in your yeah. garage. Yeah. I'm fine with that. We don't need a DSP to do that. We can just do yeah. it, bootleg it. So let's wrap this up. I think uh, we've got a little over an hour so far on this uh, podcast. We're going to try to record again on Saturday sure. after we work on your floors. Um but uh, we've done a quite a quite a mixture of some bourbons here. We've done some 1792s, some Blantons, and some Elijah Craig's. Every here's the thing, man. I feel like no one's getting anything from this because we're liking everything. Should we purposefully put in well, some bourbons so, that we don't like? Uh, here's the thing. I'll drink anything, but I think that drinking this, we have a distinct like. I like this better. So regardless if i mean to to me me personally bourbon's bourbon i love it there's obviously things that i like better but i'm going to drink it all sure so well, everything's would, got I their mean, nuances and stuff you, like that you but. might have something like that's piss water or that's jack daniels <laughs> <laughs> listen so even in the ones in the 13 days of bourbon that we did that i didn't like i drank them yeah um but i that doesn't mean I enjoyed them yes. as much as to me. If you want, a, if you want me to pick something that I just thoroughly, not thoroughly, but like I would pick against, it would be the foolproof, the seventeen ninety two foolproof, and it's still good. Meaning like, that it was your least favorite of the yes, night. Yes. So so let's let's do this. Let's do it in reverse. You said what your reverse, least favorite was. <laughs> what was your favorite of the evening? So so before you answer, we've done. Blanton's regular. We've done a Blanton store pick. We've done a 1792 single barrel that you would find in a store. A 1792 uh, club pick barrel selection. We've done a 1792 bottled and bond, a 1792 foolproof, and Elijah Craig barrel proof. Okay, so here's my here's my uh, order. Blanton's regular. Okay, that's your number one? Yep. Uh, 1792 bottled and bond. Yeah, okay. Um, Blends store pick. Okay. Elijah Craig barrel proof. Um, my seventeen ninety two single barrel. Your seventeen ninety two single barrel. Um. And then the foolproof. Then the foolproof. So for me, 
I would say the Blanton's regular is number one for me right now. Again, it'd be interesting to do this in a blind to see if we feel the same way. Sure. Um, but but the Blanton's regular. Then I would say the Bottled and Bond 1792 f- closely followed by the 1792 Breaking Bourbon Flavor Bomb. I really enjoyed that. It's okay. got a little bit more complexity. I do I do appreciate the simplicity, like you said, of the other single barrel. But I like a little bit more complexity yes. as long as it's not like an overwhelming yeah. type of thing. So I enjoyed that single barrel flavor bomb uh, from Breaking Bourbon. Then I would say next was the Elijah Craig full uh, barrel proof and then the 1792 single barrel regular. Yep. Then probably the Blanton's store pick sure. and then the full proof 1792. What's funny yeah, sure. is that 1792 has been getting crazy. Uh, it's like the bourbon Bible or whatever rated at the number one bourbon so this year. Didn't, was it the bottle and bond? Or was it the foolproof? It was the foolproof. That's crazy. It is that because one of my I least favorite. Yeah, it was my least favorite tonight for sure. For sure. And this isn't even. I mean, Blanton's yeah, but, is always up there for me, um, and I know people hate on it, but I really enjoy Blanton's. I'm a big Old Forester guy. Yeah. I like a lot of Old Forester. You uh, almost all of them. Uh, that one bottle of Blanton's that I have has such good notes such distinct yeah, notes and i love vanilla like, so that that if you're, really if you're an, helps if me. you're just a super average bourbon drinker and you're like bourbon is bourbon and you have that bottle you would not say bourbon is bourbon you'd be like wow i taste this i taste that you know what i find amusing buffalo trace is 28 dollars, and i love it really love it i haven't I can, had it in a while oh i'm telling you man like and my wife, I told you that she is really big into flavors and noses. She's much better than I am about picking out flavors and, and different things. She loves Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Loves it. I'll, I I give her pretty much everything that I open as just a taster to see if she likes it and what she thinks of it and what she picks up. Every time I give her Buffalo Trace Love it. and I don't tell her what it is. She She's like, ooh, it. yeah, I really like this. And, and then I'm like, Buffalo Trace? She's like, Buffalo yep, Chase. see? Yep. I, I, can't, I can't trick her. Yeah. She but does I'm like sure, Blanton's. I'm sure, yeah. I'm, I'm also sure at this point that she's put two and two together with that because we've had a lot tonight, a lot of different tastings, and I think they were all unique in the sense that we could probably distinctly be like, this is this, this is this, this is that. You know? I don't know. I don't know yeah. how good I can... The Blanton's for sure. Now, I, I feel like I, after tonight, I, I could pick out 1792 just from the nose. I, I could. The Bottle and Bond was, was it, wasn't that the one that even the Bottle and Bond, like the nose was fantastic. Which one, it was, they which were, one had the very strong pair? That was the Bottle and Bond. Yes. Yeah. So that was, so they all had a little bit of a candy flavor to them or, or nose, if you will. Um, but the bottle and bond, you're right. It had probably the best nose Fruit because nose. it had a little bit of candy, but it also had yep. like that pear. Yep. Um, but it was like, I keep saying Twizzler because that's what to me kept jumping out. But that when you said pear, I was like, yep, that's what it is. It's pear. I, I got pear as soon as you said that. You said apple at first and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. apple. And then you said pear. I was like, like, nope. It's like fruity. It's like apple, pear. Pear was it. It definitely was pear. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that like I, I could go to Buffalo Trace any day of the week, drink it, and be fine. Sure. Uh, what's funny is Eagle Rare, Trina's not as big a fan of Eagle Rare, but she likes Buffalo Trace. 
Um, she did like blends. She did like, um, what was the other one? She, she does like makers. Uh, I like makers, but it's different. Like it's a different flavor profile altogether. Those weeded bourbons, I just feel like have a little bit of a different taste to them. And then she also likes the Angel's Envy a little bit because of the, I think the port wine or whatever it is, the yep. finish um, that they do. That's pretty good. So let's wrap this up. Um, I think we've gone on and on here for about an hour and 40 minutes. We might have to make this two episodes or I'll just have to edit out some of the stupid stuff where we were just talking about dumb things. But uh, <laughs> might, might be some, uh... might be some good soft openers in there. We'll see. A couple of that's what she says and whatever else. But um, if I could just get you off your phone for an hour and a half, I mean, that's the thing. And get you to turn, figure out how to turn I off your been volume. off of it. Yeah. And you've been on it. it too. And then you've been I've off been it. Then you've been it. on it. Then you've been off it. So have you. Anytime you hear any weird noises in the audio, that's generally Tyler's Carl. phone. It's Carl. <laughs> and Tyler's phone. <laughs> so um, I think uh, real quick, you can find us on podcasts. You've already, you're, if you're listening to us, you already know that, but we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We are on, uh, I don't know, Twitter, Stitch, something like that. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, we're also on Podbean. We are on Google play. Uh, we're on most anywhere that you can find podcasts because I've done all that. And Tyler has no idea what's going on. Nope. Um, Nothing. We are sponsored by unicorn nation apparel. Check them out. We will be releasing here shortly or offering anyway, uh, some t-shirts that have the uh, Bourbon Hunters logo with a little uh, microphone in front of it uh, for our podcast. So those will be available for purchase if you want. Um, we also have an Instagram, which is the, what is it? The Bourbon Hunters. And then we have, uh, I swear to God, Tyler, <laughs> I'm about to smack you around. Uh, we have a Facebook group, which is not nearly as big as our Instagram. Our Instagram's uh, kind of where we put all the uh, all the effort, but it, then we also repost it into uh, Facebook. But Bourbon Hunters on Facebook. We have a website, which is www.bourbonhunters.com. We also have a Patreon account, which we're about to really uh, start into here shortly. And we're going to offer so we'll things like shirts and Glencairns and different things like that. We've got those coming up. But Unicorn Nation Apparel is going to be uh, providing us with our shirts. They are our sponsor. It's one of the things we've been in the works with. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and sign off for the evening. And uh, sign off. Yeah, sign off. Sign off. Thank you for joining in for another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review at any of the sites where you're listening to the podcast. Also, find us on Instagram and Facebook. And when you do, join in to the conversations, post your pics of your daily drinkers, how you feel about any of the pours that you're having. Thanks for joining in again, and have a great day.